You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about the importance of understanding what your ideal client wants. By having a clear vision of your client's desires, you can create products, programs, and services that have immediate appeal. But that's a bit later. First up, we're going to be focusing on one of our secrets discussed in our upcoming book, Turn Knowledge to Profit, The Six Secrets of Successful Speakers, Coaches, and Authors. On today's show, we'll be talking about how networks create leverage for you and your business. No one makes it alone. The most successful people use their personal and professional networks as the foundation for their success. I'm really passionate and excited about exploring this topic with you. So let's get started. Well, I'm excited about it too, Janelle. Um, Of course, we're finishing up our book, as you mentioned, and really the purpose behind the book is so that others can learn from successful speakers, coaches, and authors. It's sort of like the Napoleon Hill story. You know, if, if you're familiar with his book, Think and Grow Rich, the the premise of the book is that he went out and studied a number of different rich uh, people of his time to determine what made them rich. And, and the idea was that if you want to be rich, then go figure out what rich people do and then just do that. And so we're kind of in the same vein. We're saying if you want to be successful as a coach or speak, coach, speaker or author, then let's figure out what the successful ones have done and then we can go do that. And that's really what we do in our book. We bring you the six secrets of successful speakers, coaches, and authors. It's been really interesting having all these conversations because we've had over 100 conversations with different guests, and we really started to see themes. We started to see some similarities and it's really a journey. A lot of people when they start a business think they know exactly what it's going to be and what it's going to look like, where it's going to go, who their clients are. And one of the things that we found and you and I've talked about it quite a bit is that there is no straight line path. It's really a journey, but there are some certain behaviors, some certain things that people do, leveraging their networks to really create that success. So I'm very excited that we're able to share that and share those insights with our listeners. And 
you know, inside the pages of our upcoming book, we're going to be exploring the six secrets. And in this series, we're giving you a preview and sharing some of the stories. And I'm very excited and very passionate about today's conversation because we're going to be talking about the third secret, how networks create leverage. Well, as you and I both know, networking is just an amazing uh, tool that the entrepreneur has. And 10 years ago, if you had said that to me, I would have said, you're crazy. You know, I just don't like networking. I don't want to go out and, you know, if I could work in my office and be successful, done. But the reality is that I, we quickly found that, that you can't stay in your office at home and be successful. You might be able to run your business from there, but really nothing beats going out and creating a network of both personal and professional network so that you can begin to leverage those relationships and, and really expand your business and really bring success. And it's really important that when you're thinking about networking, you understand who you are and what your strengths are and what you do well, and also understand that networking is about building that connection. It's about knowing that the right people are there and you're in the right place. And it's our job to make sure that we find those connections. And for me personally, being an introvert, I found that when I shifted thinking about what am I going to say to him? How am I going to do it? And really just shifted to think about how can I serve them? What can I do for someone? How can I ask some key questions to start the conversation? And then just really listen to their response. For me personally, that's been huge because I was worried about, and you and I've talked about this, Michael, I've always worried about being able to say the right things and have the right answer. But what I find is that if I really listen to what someone's saying, it's a conversation and it's easy to have that and really build that rapport, that dialogue, that know, like, and trust factor, which is so important. Well, it absolutely is. And a lot, some people have said that or they've likened networking to just having a conversation with no end in mind. Not really there to sell something, not really there to reach a certain goal. It's just a conversation about, you know, what do you do? What do I do? That's interesting. What can I learn from that? And, you know, that's the way I've approached it. And I know that's the way you've approached it. And it's amazing when your focus is on learning about the other person and nothing more. Uh, it's it's just amazing what you actually learn and what you find out about their journey, their business, what they need, ways that you can help them, ways that they can help you. Uh, it's just we've met some of the the best re, you know best relationships we have are the most valuable relationships we've had. We're met that way where we really didn't have an expectation and you know you would say serendipitously we just met somebody. Um, you know, and there's different opinions on whether it's serendipitous or whether the right people are in the room or whether you were meant to be there and talking to that person at that moment, whatever, the, however you think about it. Uh, I know that the best conversations I've had and the best longest relationships I've had uh, came that way where I just met somebody for no reason whatsoever, except for I was in the same room with them. 
No, I agree. And I believe that the right people are in the room. I believe that it's all about building a quality relationship. It's not about the number of people you meet. It's about the quality of the connections you make. And people always ask me, how can you build a really powerful, strong relationship that adds value? And what I tell people is don't worry about sharing your um, quote unquote, you can't see me, but quote unquote, elevator pitch. Have a conversation, be really clear about your ask, be clear about how someone can support you. Who do you wanna meet and connect with? What do you need? And I think so often we go in and we just tell somebody what it is. And when you just use that elevator pitch, what happens is there's no emotion behind it. And when you just have a conversation, you can really have that emotion. They can feel that. People can really ask questions. They feel like they're, you're engaged. And that I think is, is key to building those relationships and having those quality connections. Yeah, it absolutely is. And you know, everybody's familiar with the no like trust process. And, and that's really where networking is a phenomenal way to build that relationship, that know, that like, and trust relationship. It's not a one-time thing. In fact, there's a quote that I absolutely love, which it says that networking, a networking event is a farmer event. It's not a hunter event. You're not out there hunting for prey to get, to, to sell to or to whatever you need to do. You, what you're really doing is you're planting seeds and you're nurturing those seeds until they grow into a relationship. Uh, and then you can harvest that relationship if you want to carry the analogy to the end. But but basically when you're there, it's a it's a farmer event. You're, you're out there tending to your farm and your farm is all the, the people that you have in your network. And that's really how you have to think about it. So, you, you know, it's interesting. I think to, you said something earlier that kind of struck me, which is nobody makes it alone. And I think we sometimes forget that. I think that we see, uh, again, now I'm gonna do the, the air quotes, which you, can, you can't see, but um, that you, everybody um, is, sees the overnight, you know, quote unquote, overnight success out there in the world. And the reality is that, that in order to be an overnight success, they worked and worked and worked and worked at it. And they made connections and they had networks and they leveraged those networks and you know, and then they were an overnight success. I think it was Robert De Niro one time said, yeah, I'm a 10, I'm a 10 year overnight success. Um, so, you know, that's sort of an interesting thing too, because if you look at folks like, like Tony Robbins or Oprah or those kinds of folks that just have massive, massive networks. And you think about it, they, they didn't develop those networks overnight. They worked on them for years and years, and in some cases, for people at that level, decades and decades to get to where they are. Um, and, and that's really the key, is that they, they built that reputation, they built that network, they, they worked at it for years and years and years to become the success that everybody thinks they just sort of stumbled into. Well, you know, I've been doing what I do for, um, got connected with eWomen Network six and a half years ago, and I still get email introductions to someone from someone I met that I haven't talked to maybe in a year, two years, but 
we built a relationship, we made a really strong connection, we may have done something together previously. But if you make a good connection, if you help someone, if you give them maybe a connection or something they need, they will remember you. And I think it's important for us just to trust the process and know that when the timing is right, those right connections are going to be made. Someone's going to think of you. They're going to make that connection. They're going to come to you with a question. They're going to have a collaborative partner that you might be able to work with that they want you to, to meet with. They may be looking for someone to do something with. And you have to trust the process. Um, I tell so many people, they ask me, when they're going to a networking event, well, I need to show up because it's gonna start at this time. One of the things that I think is really important is that the networking really starts before the event starts. I know you and I show up to eWomen Network events early because that's when you make the best connections. You get to follow up with people. You get to have those conversations. You really get to find out why are they here? What do they need? How can you support them? And we have had some of our best connections come from that time. So I really challenge people not to discount the pre and post networking time. And don't be so quick to jump in at the minute it starts and jump out as soon as it's over because you're going to miss some valuable connections. Yeah, and it, absolutely true. And you know, we always plan on showing up um, early because that's when, as you said, that's when you make some really great connections because there's not a schedule. There's not a lot of craziness going on around the networking event itself. There's usually a few, only a few people there. And guess what? The people that are there, they showed up early too. So they're the people you want to know. You know, they're not the ones that straggled in at the last moment. So it's really a great place and to find people. And what we found is in terms of leveraging your network, you, you don't want to just think of clients. That's certainly one aspect of networking, but we found great business partners. We found great uh, contractors, VAs, uh, publisher, um, you know, graphic artists. We found those kinds of folks to work with. I mean, there's just a whole range of different kinds of people that you can meet. We've actually found coaches that are, are we've actually hired as our coach at networking events like that. So um, here we were at a networking event to meet people. Uh, if we had been just in sell mode or just in hunter mode, we never would have made, met a great coach or a great VA or you know somebody like that. So I think you know that's what successful entrepreneurs really recognize. They recognize that networking and networking events and building a personal network are incredibly valuable. Uh, and they're not just valuable in the moment, but they're of an incredible value long term as they build their business. I absolutely agree. And I want to continue the conversation, but we need to take a real quick break. Uh, but before we do that, just one tip for people that are listening go to a networking event early and offer to help be a greeter check people in it's a great way to build your comfort it's a great way to get to know people to be known and to be seen so it's a great way to kind of ease yourself into it in a very comfortable way 
So we need to take a real quick break. We're going to continue the conversation when we get back. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Michael and I are talking about one of the six secrets in our upcoming book, Turn Knowledge to Profit, The Six Secrets of Successful Speakers, Coaches, and Authors. Today, we're talking about how networks create leverage for you. And if you missed our conversation before the break, you want to go back and listen to it. We talked about the value of networking. And a proverb that we love is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And networking is a great way to get support and really have the community to help you do everything you need to do. We're going to shift our conversation just a little bit, and we're going to talk about the value of face-to-face networking. It's, I think, really important. We do so many things as an entrepreneur alone. We might work in a, a home-based office, or we might work by ourselves, and it's really important that you use and leverage networking to get out and meet people face-to-face We can't do everything alone. And if you're struggling, a network is the best way to have somebody else look at what you're doing, give you some ideas and input to really help you. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is really the key to networking is uh, face-to-face events, face-to-face networking, and really going out and being, uh, being there to meet people. 
Uh, and it's not as much just the being able to see them, although that's important, or be face to face with them. It's it's really that you get out of your your I, I hate to say your cave, but your, your office, and you get out into the world and you meet people that you wouldn't normally run into in the normal course of your business events. You, you, it's a completely different environment. Uh, used to be years and years and years ago, there were a lot of great conferences to go to. That was sort of the big thing. And, and I can remember going to some some really great conferences with a thousand, two thousand people where you know you could meet all sorts of different people from all over the country and around the world. And those have kind of died off a little bit. They're still around, but they, they kind of died off a little bit. Um, and now it's more local networking events. And, and those are incredibly valuable as well, because even with those, I know that when we were really, when you were active as a managing director at eWomen Network, I went to all the events with you and, and I was constantly amazed at the different types of businesses and different types of people that I would meet. I thought I knew our city or our, our local area. And yet I, I was just amazed at the variety of people that would come to those events. And it was really great. I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's, when you get out also, people are out of their regular work mode. So you can have different types of conversations. And to be honest, I often get some of my best takeaways by just listening to what other people are saying. I love to listen to conversations, kind of be that fly on the wall and just take in what's going on because oftentimes people ask questions or they share information that you wouldn't even think to ask, but it's things that you can then translate into your business. And I find um, that oftentimes people have the same business challenges. They might express it in a slightly different way, but very, very similar, the same challenges. And together collectively, we might be able to share what we've done, what we've tried, and have a different perspective helps us often find that solution that we thought we would just never be able to find. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, and uh, I know there's, for most people, there's a lot of options for networking events and networking groups. I mean, all you have to do is go into Google or whatever your browser is and, and search for networking events. And you'll find literally hundreds of them in your area, everything from small meetups to to larger structured luncheons or dinners or you know whatever it might be. So I'm just going to ask you, what, what do you think the value is of finding a networking group that fits your values, fits your approach, that you can be a, a regular attendee of as opposed to going out and just trying a lot of different uh, events in a lot of different groups? Well, I think it's important to try some different groups, but I also think it's very important to look at what I call your networking ROI. I hear a lot of people talk about attending free events um, and that's what they're looking for. And for me personally, what I found, they're really nice people at them, so don't don't misunderstand. But they were looking for something different than I was. And what I did was I looked at who I was meeting and I looked at the type of results that it produced. And in most cases, while I was meeting nice people, and that's great, 
that wasn't why I was networking. And so I quickly learned that for me personally, going to an event where I'm paying for an event actually made a lot more sense because I got great ROI on my time. Because people say, well, it's free, I can't afford it. Well, I challenge you to think a little bit differently because our time is our most valuable commodity. So there is no such thing as a free event. You know, you may say I'm not paying dollars, but if you look at the value on your time, what else could you be doing? How could you be doing something that's monetizing your time? So I challenge people to look at their their ROI. I know for me personally, eWomen Network has been incredible as far as making quality connections, finding people who have the same values, who want to um, support me because we believe that you can complement and not compete. So I think it's really important to find people that do have those same values, the same philosophy, the same outlook, and people that are willing to give you the kind of feedback you need to hear. Oftentimes people just say something so you go away, but I found with the people that we've met at Evilman Network, they tell you the, some of the tough things, the things you really need to hear. And I know you've had that too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I enjoy it. even though it's e women network, I'm still I still go because a, a large segment of our clients are women entrepreneurs. Um, and, um, you know, I can just tell you as a man, I find it really a different perspective. And I like it. I mean, I, you know, it's really different because there's I had to get used to it. You know, no, no question about it. But um, it, it, women entrepreneurs just come at it from a different perspective than men entrepreneurs and in a good way. You know, I've learned a lot from them, uh, and but but that's that fits our client base and that fits our our way of doing business. You know, and I I would encourage everyone to, as you said, try out some different organizations and and not only assess as you were talking about the the ROI, but then assess who are the people that are there. Do those people? Did you get a sense that they shared your values? Did you get a sense? that they approach business the same way you do and relationships the same way you do. And if not, doesn't mean they're bad, doesn't mean you're you're any better or any worse than anybody else, it just means it doesn't fit you. And that's totally fine. That's why there are so many different groups. And so try a different one until you, you do find one. I mean, I, I always look at networking organizations um, sort of have this organic nature to them that they're constantly getting new growth. So they have new people coming in and the the people or the growth that that doesn't work that gets trimmed off and so there are people that sort of fade off or stop being a member or stop attending events and, and there's just sort of that organic nature to it so that what i find is the people that are there uh and that you see if you go back over and over and over again what you see month after month after month those are the people that really sort of represent the core of that organization and you know, do those people represent you? Do those people? Do you enjoy speaking with them? Are those people, um, as I said, the same, have the same values or the same approach or the same? Uh, are they in the same general industries or uh, you know, are they uh, are they the kind of people that you want to do business with? And so, again, it doesn't mean that they're bad or good or better or worse or, or whatever it might be. It just means that you need to find that place where you feel comfortable. 
I absolutely agree. And I know um, there's a study that says more than 75% of all businesses still created through personal networking. And I think you can do a lot online, you can do a lot on social media, but there's nothing that takes the place of that face-to-face, belly-to-belly networking, as Sandra Yancey says. It's really important to have those connections. I know when we go into an event, it's all about seeing those people that you know, and it's fun to see what they've got going on. We all go through different ups and downs in business, and it's nice to have someone that you can check in with, someone who wants to know what your progress is, someone who wants to know what you're up to, someone who has a connection for you. And that's, we go back to it because you can't do it alone. We don't know what we don't know. And if we knew all the answers, we'd have all the results. But a lot of times it's about that accountability too. having someone to check in with you and say, did you do what you said you were going to do last month? And that's really important for people to be able to have that. I think that's a piece that the networking events can really support too, is that accountability, that just someone there who is going to hold you to what you said you were going to do and also challenge you to do some of those things that are really tough to do because oftentimes you know what to do but we don't do it because it's uncomfortable but often when you do it you find it's not really as bad as you thought it was so you need someone to kind of push you and say okay i'm going to be there with you every step of the way and that's what a really good networking group will provide for you Absolutely. And and it's just another way that you leverage that network. And, and that's really the, the key. And I, I just remembered, I don't know what made me think of it, but I just remembered this quote from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, which I just love, mm-hmm. which go, I, I probably won't get it exactly right, but it goes something like, um, the most successful people build networks, everybody else looks for a job. And it's so true that the, those people that are successful, I used to think naively back when I was back in my 20s that, well, if I just worked really hard and I had a great product or service and I did the right kind of marketing, then I'd be successful. Everybody would find out about me and I'd be successful. And it took me a lot of years to realize that, well, you can do that, but man, it's a long, tough road and, you know, doing it on your own. If you build a network, that's really where the excitement comes. That's really where the explosive growth comes. That's where the real, um, uh, the, the real great growth and great business comes. Part of it's because, um, and this is something we haven't talked about yet, but uh, when you network with somebody, you really are not networking just with them. You're networking with them and everybody they know, even though all those people aren't in the room. Because I know you have, and I, I know I have several times said, you know, I know somebody somebody I'm talking to says, gee, I need this or I need that. Not something I do or, or anything even close to what I do, but I know somebody that does that and I refer them to that person. So uh, that's really how the really big organizations, the really well-known coaches, the Darren Hardys, the Tony Robbins, the Lisa Sasseviches, the you know, all those folks, if you were to ask them what's really at the core of their success, I'm confident they would tell you their network is at the core of their success. Sandra Yancey talks about that all the time, the people that she has connected with. And a lot of times it's because she just shows up. 
she's there and she's, you know, that's how she met Ken Cragen. I think there's so many times where just showing up and being fully present, you just meet amazing people. And again, you never know who that's going to be. I know one of the things that you and I've talked quite a bit about is um, what we call proactive networking and the importance of that because I believe, and I know you do too, Michael, that the best time to network is when you don't need anything. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's, you don't want to be in the networking mode or I would say the networking mindset of working way away in your office, work, 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 and then a problem comes up and then you raise your head and you say, oh, I have a problem. I guess I better start attending networking events again because I need to find out how to solve this problem. That's probably the worst time to actually network because that's when you need something as opposed to when you you can give something. So we call it proactive networking because you really are out there when you don't need something, when you least need help is when is the best time to be networking because then you're in, in total give mode, in total service mode, and that will come back to you tenfold. That will come back to you at some point, you'll need something, and you can rely then on that group of people that you've seen three, four, eight, 10, 20 times at a networking event and you've built that relationship over the previous year or two years and now you need something and they're more than willing to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, think of it as filling your networking bank. Um, I find that when I make connections for people or I do something, the next thing they do is they ask, how can I support you? How can I assist you? And you just have to trust that that process is gonna be there. Or I've gone to people, you know, down the road after I've helped them do something and say, here's what I need now. And I have found people so willing to pick up the phone, to make a phone call, to reach out, to do something to help me because I've helped them. And I love that. Um, I think with my network, it's that give first, share always. I love that philosophy because when you do that, it's going to come back and you just have to trust that it's going to come back when you need it and be available when you need it. And I think if you do that, networking can be very successful and it does create the leverage that you need to build and grow your business. Yeah, and I, it absolutely does. And sort of bringing it back around as we close up to the, to the book, um, we... I can confidently say, and I think you would agree, we could not have done this book without a network. Um, where did we find all the contributing authors for the book? From our network. Where did I find the publisher? From my network. Um, and in fact, I found the publisher not because she's in the network, but because somebody I networked with and I knew, knew her. And so I got to her. You know, where do we find the graphic artist? Networking. Where do we find the editors? Networking. So. Really, that that the, I could say the entire book is really a testament to having a good network in place. And that network wasn't we didn't go out and say uh, try to create a new network and say, "Why well, I'm creating a book like I'd like to get to know you." It was going back to those people that we've been talking about, going back to the people that we had known for years in some cases and saying, hey, you know what, we have this idea for a book, would you be interested? And they jump on board in no time. It's basically, absolutely, I'm in. Uh, but wait a minute, I haven't even talked about what it's going to take. And we've heard from a number of people, doesn't matter. 
I know you through the network. I know you. Whatever you're doing, I'm in. It's that network currency that we were talking it about. It is. So, so it, you know, anything you do, uh, I would think, I hate to say anything, but I'm going to say anything you do could be done faster, better uh, if you have a big network. I absolutely agree. And I'd love to invite our listeners to visit um, the Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page and share what you love about networking. What networking questions do you have? Because we'd love to answer those and we'd love to help you get connected with the people you need to know and who need to know you. And if you have any questions about Turn Knowledge to Profit or about the upcoming book, Turn Knowledge to Profit, The Six Secrets of Successful Speakers, Coaches, and Authors, please feel free to reach out and contact Michael at tk2p.com. And have a fabulous week. Thank you for joining us. And we need to take another quick break. But be sure to stay tuned because when we come back, it's our business builder. This is Janelle McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about understanding what your ideal client really wants. I think this is going to be a great conversation because I hear this all the time in networking and from new business owners. They're trying to figure out what their ideal client wants. So why do you think that's important for people to start with that before they develop products, Michael? Well, it's incredibly important to understand 
who, first who your ideal client is and what they want. Um, any product that you develop, no matter how simple it is, is still going to take time and money to create. And you want to make sure that you use your time and your money in the most effective way possible. So you want to make sure that you're creating something that people will want to buy, but more than just want that they're going to pay money for and pay good money for. So how do you figure out what people really want? Well, I know that you and I have talked about it a lot. It really is always comes back to really staying in touch with your clients and your prospective clients. And that means one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, first, it's really important to, I think, always start with one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's really where a business starts because that really gets you in touch with those clients, very intimately involved with their needs, their wants, and really, really gives you a foundation from which you can then build products. It also helps you um, to see what parts of your client's interactions can be automated. What we always tell people when they come and work with us is, uh, one of the first questions I ask them is, what parts of your process can be automated? What parts can be put into an ebook? What parts can be put into a recording? What parts could be put into a workbook, you know, et cetera. And those are the pieces that you do the same or virtually the same each time you interact with a client. And so if you don't interact with clients, it's going to be hard for you to figure out what those parts are. You know, working with clients one on one also really helps you clearly see who your ideal clients are, because you're going to work with some people that um, may not be the best fit for you. You'll do a great job for them. You'll give them value. But when you're finished on reflection, you'll say that wasn't a real satisfying experience for you. And so those may not be your ideal clients. You really want to pick and choose who those people are so that you can develop products that are focused right at them and really get to the core of what drives them and what drives you and your business. I mean, I think it is really important to have those client interactions because I know and I listen to you with conversations and I've also had numerous conversations when I ask people about what do they think can be automated and what parts do they think are reproducible and what everyone says is it all takes my time it's all you know one-on-one -on -one and customized yet when you really dig into it and that's the beauty of working with an expert they can help you go through a process to identify what are you doing over and over again because i know when i was coaching clients one-on-one -on -one, you can almost get to the point where you could just push a button and says response one, response six, response eight, because you're answering the same questions over and over again. And that's one of the things about doing it and repeating the process, which I think is so important. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm working with a partner right now and she was we were talking about this very topic and she was relating a story about um, when she was at a networking event recently and she was talking to a potential client and she asked that person, who is your ideal client? And the person said, well, I can really work with anybody. So basically she's saying anybody who's breathing is, is my client. And the next thing that she asked this person was, so are you making the money that you think you should be? And they said, well, no. And then she asked, are you working too many hours? Well, yeah, I am. Yeah, and that's the reason that you want to know who your ideal client is. Because if you're 
really basically working for anybody who will pay you. You're going to be working a lot of hours. You're going to be spending a lot of cycles on those people. And you're not going to be satisfied at the end of the day. And you're not going to be making the money that you really deserve to make. So, um, you know, another person we worked with, another partner we worked with, had a really great way of saying it is that you want to find out who those ideal clients are. So you want to have languaging and you want to talk to them so that you attract those ideal clients, but almost as important that you repel those people that aren't ideal clients that you don't want to work with. You want them to self-select out so that you can have the people that really, really get value from what you offer and really like to work with you and those people you like to work with as well. No, I absolutely agree. And I think the thing about knowing who your ideal client is and who you're passionate about really helps you when you're networking. Because when you're talking about who you your ideal client is, who you want to work with to people in your networking circle, the more specific you are, the more they can think about and identify who they might know that you can work with. If you're very generic and trying to fit that anyone who's breathing philosophy, when you tell me who that is, I'm not going to be able to say, that's Mary, that's Kathy, that's Joan. But if you're real specific, I'm going to be able to say, oh, I know exactly who to introduce you to and who to connect you to. And that's really important because networking is a very strategic part of build, building our businesses. And I know you agree with that. Absolutely. You know, I think networking like you, I think it's just as important as that one-on-one -on -one coaching. And it works in a number of different ways, like you just talked about. But also you can have it work uh, as a way to try out new product ideas. So once you're not, I wouldn't try this the first time you go to a networking event, but once you've been to a networking event a few times, you've met some people, you have your tribe, you see some people that you connect with, then you can start to try out new ideas. You can go to those events and not think about them in terms of how many people am I going to give my business card to but really how can I get feedback on some product ideas that I have? So you may go back to folks that you've met before and say something like, hey, I'm thinking about creating this new product. What are your thoughts on that? Or uh, I'm thinking about putting this knowledge into a, an ebook or into a workbook or into an, an online course. Is that something that might appeal to you? and start to get feedback on not just are they good prospects as clients, but are the products you're thinking about developing, are those a good use of your time? Will they sell in the market? I think that's important as well. No, I agree. And I think that for those of you that are involved with eWomen Network, I think the wisdom circles are a great way to do that. And also the online eWomen Network community, because you can put out there here's what I'm working on, here's what my idea is, and really get feedback from other business owners that know you and also have clients who might be able to use your products and services and maybe form a strategic partnership with. Absolutely. Strategic partnerships, that's another way to use networking. So again, not thinking about sell, 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 which is the way some people go to networking events, but think about who are the folks that you might be able to work with. I, I know that I've gone to some eWomen Network events and met just so many people that have great businesses that our business would be a great 
add-on for. And in fact, we've partnered with a couple of those folks where they do one aspect of uh, helping a person with their business, and now they've added our content creation to their part and created a package, which is much, much more powerful than either of our parts alone. So, you know, again, networking, not only to identify your ideal client, so important there, but also to look for partners, to look for, to try out product ideas, to really start to look at your entire business and how you might be able to leverage that. So I think, you know, both one-on-one -on -one coaching and networking, what do they have in common? They really are all about getting out and working with people one-on-one, -on -one, be it in a conversation or an actual client consultant relationship. You've got to work with people one-on-one -on -one and get out of your office, get out in the world and really see what resonates with people, what doesn't resonate with people, what confuses them, um, how they can better use your services, what they're missing, all those questions that really focus around your ideal client. No, that's really important to understand who your ideal client is. And I would love to ask our listeners to go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page and under today's episode, share who your ideal client is because we've got a number of listeners who probably know people that would be interested in potentially learning more about what you do and can also give you some great feedback on who your ideal client is, making sure it's really clear. Often to us, we think it's clear, but it's not clear to others. So go to Turn Knowledge to Profit on Facebook and then share what your challenges are and what's working well. Thanks. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I wanna thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.